You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Hey, everybody. I'm Sean Reynolds, the owner of Summer Properties Northwest, Reynolds and Klein Appraisal, and your host of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So I found an article here. Actually, I didn't find this article. One of my friends that I spoke of yesterday, his name is Brian Taft. I've known Brian um, since fourth grade in school. We went all the way from fourth grade through high school. We graduated together and we go to a lot of concerts with another common friend, Mike Munson. Um, he's also another guy from our high school. We go to shows together all the time. And we were talking yesterday about commuting and commute times and what it's looking like out on there on the road. And he mentioned an article and it was, I'm leaving Seattle for Texas so my employees can be free. And this is kind of one of those narratives that's ongoing. People are talking about leaving Seattle, big business leaving Seattle. Things have gotten so bad here on a lot of different fronts that I think you're seeing people leave. You're still seeing a lot of people come into Seattle, but uh, Seattle per se, the actual city of Seattle, it's a little rough. So I'm going to get into that. And um, we just got back from CHOP. We, we got back from uh, the Capitol Hill Occupy protest, formerly known as CHAZ, Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, shot another uh, live stream session, and um, it went really well. We had, I think, up to 8,200 people watching it at one time. I think we had 58,000 views of it, something like that. People are really interested in the whole chop thing because it's such a freak show. It's so much wild, weird stuff going on that people are like, I can't believe that's in America, and I can't either. And going over there, it's it's just a wild, wild ride. And I think that is our fourth live stream, and I've got another four videos up. So if you want to check all that out, you can on our Summer Properties Northwest uh, YouTube channel. Um, but let's get into the article here because I want to kind of talk about what some of the people are thinking about as far as some of the things that have happened to Seattle and are happening and will happen in the future. And since this is the Seattle Real Estate Podcast, that's what we're going to talk about. And for all of you guys who are out there who are new subscribers to our channel, yes, I do cover CHOP um, and I've done as much coverage as anybody has. Um, but also got to pay the bills by talking about real estate because this is the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. And we are I am an owner of a real estate brokerage and an appraisal company. So this is kind of me and my day to day. And if you've seen me out on the, the streets of CHOP, um, here I am. So thank you for joining. Welcome. And let's jump on into this article. I am moving my business headquarters off the West Coast. We tried San Francisco. We tried the Seattle area. Both were wonderful in their own ways, especially in natural beauty and personal friendships, but both have become hostile to the principles and policies that enable people to live abundantly in the broadest sense. And this is an article that was originally written by a business owner here in Seattle for the Wall Street Journal, I think it was, um, but I came across the unabridged version of it in Mariana's Variety, meaning I didn't have to pay for it because so, I didn't want to do a... I look at so many different news sources for a lot of the podcasting stuff that I want to pay for everything. So because it just doesn't make any sense because I'll grab like an article here, grab an article here. Don't want to have 100 subscriptions. So uh, Micronesia's leading newspaper since 1972. That's what we're reading from. Um, and the article keep, goes on is that's why my company is in the final stages of purchasing office space in Austin, Texas. Now, I've heard people refer to Austin, Texas as Seattle light. 
like it's in Texas, but it's kind of just a mini version of Seattle. I think that's a pretty accurate description for the most part, with, with the exception of all the geography differences. No mountains, no water, nothing beautiful. I mean, it's okay territory for Texas, but um, it's certainly not Seattle. By the end of the year, I hope to move dozens of employees to the Lone Star State and be ready to uh, hire hundreds more. While uprooting a big part of a billion dollar company isn't easy, the decision to move to Texas wasn't hard. Our staff and their families will be able to flourish to a much greater extent. Now, one of the reasons I, I like this article is because I've been hearing Joe Rogan talk about, hey, if California can't get their act together, maybe let's go down to Houston. They've got comedy stores open down there that he can do a stand-up comedy. And if you don't follow Joe Rogan, um, he's probably the biggest podcaster out there right now. But his day-to-day -day is he still does stand-up comedy. That's kind of how he hones his craft. And California has been under such um, of a lockdown with the whole coronavirus thing. And I think they just re-locked down again. So I don't think uh, comedy clubs ever opened up. But a lot of comedians are talking about, let's go down to Houston. They're kind of doing their own thing down there. Let's check it out. So leaving the West Coast might seem strange for a company focused on tech adventures and related investments. It's true that the company has benefited greatly from the larger pool of forward thinkers and industry, industry disruptors in the tech hotspots of San Francisco and Seattle. But the best places to be in tech have now become sort of the worst places to raise a family, practice a faith, or even think freely. This hurts my team and the business. And I would agree with that from the standpoint of Seattle proper, but there's a lot of people that live on the east side here. And if you're not familiar with Seattle geography, Seattle is um, the city of Seattle, butts right up to Puget Sound. Downtown Seattle is right there on Puget Sound, literally. There's a big kind of wharf and waterway area. And to the east of Seattle is a massive lake called Lake Washington. On the other side of Lake Washington, across either an I-90 floating bridge or 520 that used to be a floating bridge, you get to the east side, you get to Bellevue. That's where our offices are located. And so a lot of people who work in Seattle live on the east side or live in the suburbs. But actually living in Seattle, that's been a tough go for people with families since I was young and before I didn't have children. My friends that were living in Seattle, as soon as they got married and had kids, you move out of Seattle and you move to the suburbs because actually living in Seattle, it kind of sucks. It's kind of brutal. But some people love it there and that's their decision. And um, there's a lot of there's millions of people that live there. These areas are culturally diverse, but increasingly monolithic in terms of ideology. In the past few weeks, radical protesters took over a portion of Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood. Now, and a portion of it is correct. It's about four or five blocks. It's not much. It's a big city park and a couple of other city blocks. The mood in the area was that this experiment in anarchy was acceptable and even praiseworthy. Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin even issued a statement commending the First Amendment activities of the occupiers. Initially, it started off as some protests going on, but anybody who tells you that those protesters are peaceful is lying to you. The national media is lying to you. Two nights ago, those peaceful protesters, they... They shot and killed a 16-year-old African-American kid. Now, the kid did come in hot. He came in with his car, crashed into a barricade. And I don't know the real story, but he was shooting, and he had been shooting 
from this car wildly throughout CHOP. So yeah, he was a target. But um, when he crashed his car into a barricade, and there's video on the internet, the uh, CHOP protesters, the Occupy protesters, they riddled his car with a semi-automatic gun. You can hear the pop, 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 pop on the YouTube videos, and they killed him. He, I think, died en route to uh, the hospital, and his 14-year-old buddy, this is a 16-year-old kid, and his 14-year-old buddy um, also is in intensive care. And so that is the, those are the uh, fifth and sixth people to be shot in CHOP, and uh, the second person to have died in CHOP. And so that's why we're over there today filming, because we saw a news story on, uh, and if you are looking at what's behind me over my shoulder, that is a live stream of CHOP that The Stranger, the magazine, has. It's in one of the windows of uh, second floor of their, I believe, office space, and it's a 24-7. So if you go to Stranger Video, you will see this exact um, live feed, live stream of CHOP. And we watch it just to see kind of what's going on. Is there anything uh, crazy going on? And so this morning, we saw a news clip from, I think it was King 5, one of our local news stations, and they indicated that um, the city was finally sending in the Department of Transportation to take out the barricades. And in reality, all they did was take out three. They took out three barricades. They tried taking out barricades last Friday. We were there live streaming. We got that. If you want to check that out, you can look, again, look it on our YouTube channel. But they tried taking out barricades, and then some of the protesters lay down in front of um, construction equipment, and it was just a mess. And the, the uh, city of Seattle mayor, Jenny uh, Durkin, just hasn't done much about it. And so that's why you've got people running around shooting guns and killing each other. So, um, so the First Amendment activities of the protesters, of the occupiers, yeah, they started off doing that, but it's become really violent over there. And that is not even talking about the um, forced sexual assault. You've got um, theft all over the place. You've got arson. You've got physical assault. All kinds of stuff going on, and most of it doesn't reach the media because there's no police in the area. So if you think defunding the police or abolishing the police is a good idea, take a look at CHOP and see how that's worked out. Not all that well. So the response to the COVID-19 pandemic has been similarly disheartening as CHOP. The West Coast progressive policymakers imposed some of the nation's most regressive lockdown measures. And while their one-size-fits-all approach may have worked for those with flexible jobs and few other commitments, they utterly neglected the millions of employees who couldn't work from home, the families that needed to get out of the house, and the religious believers who wanted nothing more than to worship. Those concerns were treated as secondary. Yeah, you can make those points, but I, I think just saying the people who wanted to worship, I mean, other states did that as well. Some states didn't because they didn't really need to. They didn't have the amount of coronavirus. Um, and, you know, Washington, specifically here, Kirkland, we got hit the hardest. That was That's like eight and a half miles right over there. So, you know, you can make the argument, no, oh, we didn't need to do that. And I've made that argument all day long because to have 12, what do we have, 12, 1,300 people dead, um, which is horrible. But you don't shut down an economy for that. You just don't. You kind of mow right on through and keep going. But our governor freaked out and uh, thought worst case scenario. I think everybody thought worst case scenario. Millions would be dead. That didn't happen, did it? Just didn't happen. And so here we are. And so people are kind of second guessing everything. 
Um, so those concerns were treated as secondary. Even in normal times, San Francisco and Seattle go to great lengths to make their life hard for families. Yes and no. I mean, you can go either way. Both cities with governments dominated by crypto socialists are notorious for enacting policies that raise the price of housing, drive out jobs, and punish innovative companies in ways that hurt workers. Yeah, the city of Seattle is doing that, but Bellevue isn't. And we are taking on companies like Amazon left and right. So come on over here to the east side from from Seattle. I say welcome. And we'll still talk about you on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast, even though you're not really in Seattle anymore. We're, um, we're, we're going over, over Seattle stuff right now. So perhaps my biggest concern is that the region's political orthodoxy has left little room for religious belief. In both San Francisco and Seattle, many of our Christian and Muslim friends and employees have expressed concern that their deeply held views are being driven from the public square. They worry that stating their views publicly will lead to being shunned or attacked. It has been disheartening to learn how close the most open minds can be. That's a really interesting perspective. I've talked with many entrepreneurs in California, Washington, and Oregon who have encountered similar issues. Most aren't sure how to respond. Generally, the amount of tech talent and funding on the coast leads them to conclude that they have no choice but to stay put and stay silent. I reject that answer. The biggest talent pool in the world doesn't matter if the ocean that surrounds it is intellectually shallow. If a business is based in a place that expects social and political conformity, then innovation will falter eventually because it depends on pushing the boundaries. And if our people find it hard to flourish in every aspect of their lives, then the company will struggle in the long run. I think that as the West Coast becomes more insular and exclusive, other parts of the country will become the biggest drivers of tech innovation. And I think that is what you're seeing now. You're seeing kind of an exodus from some of these areas from San Francisco and Seattle to other areas that maybe don't have the physical beauty that we have here in Seattle, but they've got some governments that are way more pro-business and kind of get it and understand how things should be going, but aren't, and aren't quite so, um, you know, just letting things happen that have happened here. How does CHOP happen in a real city in the United States? We're kind of the laughing stock of the United States right now. We've got a bunch of wannabe protesters out there with guns that have taken over a police precinct because we don't have the backing of our mayor. That's the bottom line. We don't have the, the, the Seattle Police Department doesn't have the backing of their own mayor. What a cluster. All right, that's why we're leaving the West Coast and heading to Texas. When it comes to talent, we're confident we can attract the best without finding the same homogeneity of views. When it comes to housing, families making 100000 to 200000 a year can afford a good-sized place. The policy environment in Texas encourages risk-taking and rewards workers. So let's talk about that. Yep, you can make a, if you're making 100 to 200 grand a year, you can afford a good place. But then you gotta live there. Now Austin isn't a isn't a bad place, but and there are some places in Dallas that are fine. There's some places in Houston that are fine. But man, it is hot there. It is smoking hot. If you can get get over that then it's fine. If you can get over it, mainly just being flat, and you're in the middle of nowhere, and there's nothing going on, as far as mountains or ocean, or hiking, or your ability to get to Canada, or any of that, if you love going to Mexico, then maybe Texas is for you. But I like to go to Hawaii. And that's a lot closer to go to Hawaii from Seattle, than it is to from Texas. Um, it's a four and a half hour uh, plane ride, I think it's an extra maybe 
I don't know if they fly direct right now uh, or, or in general from Texas. I think you always got to go through either L.A. or uh, Seattle to get to Hawaii. But nobody's going into Hawaii yet. That's, uh, but at the end of July, they will be able to. And if you get a COVID test within three days before you go over there, you're golden. You don't have to do the 14-day quarantine. So continuing on here, the policy environment in Texas encourages risk-taking and rewards workers. When it comes to schools, there are plenty of great options that don't confuse indoctrination with education. And on matters of faith and morals, religious belief doesn't make you a social outcast. In Texas, the quintessential American ideals of family, faith, and freedom still reign supreme. All right, will it be tough to make this move? You bet. But heading to Texas is the right thing to do for my team and their families, and their outpouring of support has been telling. They want to be in a place where they can live to the fullest extent, and I'm convinced that the sooner they are, the stronger the company will be. Mr. Rex, who wrote this, is founder and CEO of Rex Teams, a tech investment and real estate firm. So I thought that was a super interesting article with some different viewpoints that you don't hear all the time, especially here in Seattle. You always hear of, ah, oh, we've got all the great tech talent and, um, you know, we're kind of like a mini San Francisco or better than San Francisco in a lot of the tech pools because we've got Amazon here and we've got, this is the founding place of uh, Microsoft. One Redmond, one Microsoft way is located just, uh, I think it's uh, eight miles, six miles, seven miles from my offices here in Bellevue. I mean, we are in the center of tech here, especially here in Bellevue. Amazon has four buildings that are basically, you know, half built or on their way. And um, it's basically going to be a headquarters too for Amazon because Amazon doesn't want to deal with the head tax that Seattle has proposed. And it doesn't want to deal with another tax that the Seattle City Council has just proposed because guess what? They've got a massive budget shortfall because of COVID. And yet they're figuring out a way to spend $100 million on the Black Lives Matter groups to get the protesters to basically buy off the protesters and get them out of CHOP. That is kind of what's going on. So the numbers are as high as 100 million. And that's what I just read in an article. I think it was last night. It's like, oh, my gosh, that 100 million bucks. That is so it's going to go to the Black Lives Matters um, communities. But can we really afford that in a time where the city council and our government is wildly upside down with their budget? I don't know. I guess we can. I guess we'll see. We'll figure that out. But all those are kind of negotiations that are going on. And in the meantime, I think a lot of people are like, whoa, if that happened in Seattle, is that going to happen again? The whole chop thing or the whole COVID thing? Is this going to go on? And right now, the state of Washington is stalled out with any of the um, counties moving to additional phases because we've got just a return of um, you know, cases are, are infectious cases are rising and can't really move on to additional phases without that. And yet we had thousands of protesters out on the street that seemed to be okay. Hey, let's let those peaceful protesters just run around willy nilly. It, but it's okay, they wore masks. And oh, oh, my gosh, the COVID cases are rising. How can that possibly be? Oh, and there are people under the age of 30. Wow. How did that ever happen? I can't imagine. But um, yeah, so that's it. So I think you're going to see some more companies, especially ones that maybe have some more religious concerns for their people, 
leaving Seattle because Seattle is kind of a cesspool right now. And I hate to say that because I have, I'm raised here in the Seattle area and I love Seattle. I think it's great. Seattle Supersonics, 1979, 1980, world champions. How can you go wrong with that, right? And so many great musicians came from here. But right now, we've got some leadership that is really questionable. I mean, like, what? Head scratching. Like, today I go down to CHOP and they've taken out literally three concrete barriers. They brought down a city crew and they took out three concrete barriers. And they've got another, I think, 67 to go. It's like, what, what happened there? What, what was that all about? We don't know. And we don't get any word and we're never told. So will companies leave to go to places like Texas? Yeah, they might. This is one guy's uh, decision. I can't see people going in droves from Washington State to Texas. I mean, it's a tough environment down there in a lot of ways. It's just, it's tougher. It's hotter. It's difficult. I mean, but then, you know, there's some things where the guy is saying is, hey, if you are, if you have strong religious beliefs, you might fit in better there. Um, and it also probably has to do with your political beliefs. Washington is a very blue state. Seattle is a very blue city. Texas, for the most part, that's pretty red. So that's just kind of kind of how we are. So that was a, a fun article. And you can read that in the Wall Street Journal if you want to. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. So thank you so much for tuning in. And if you find this content in uh, helpful to your either daily life or your professional life as something in real estate, I would love to have you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit the notification bell if you do. That way you get notified each time that we bring out content. Also give a thumbs up like for this video. That helps us out a lot. We're an independent um, YouTube channel and we try and get our message out there and um, it helps a lot to have your support. So share the videos, whatever you can do to support us. Appreciate it so much. Other than that, that's it for me. Again, I'm Sean Reynolds from Summit Properties Northwest, Reynolds & Klein Appraisal. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. We'll catch you in the next one. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.